G'day guys. Welcome back to the Fuck Plan B podcast. My name's Craig Alexander. Today we are talking to Leon Fryer, one of the founding casting directors of I4 Casting and the audition room over there in Fox Studios. I'm sure plenty of you actors have been there. I'm sure plenty of you actors have met Leon in the audition room. Uh, today we have a good chat about how Leon actually ended up casting commercials, how he came from being an actor, and he also gives some great tips, great tips and tricks on how to actually book those big gigs. So, some some really valuable insights into how to work that audition room, especially within the commercial audition. So sit back, relax, listen away. Just remember, keep saying fuck plan B and enjoy. To the show, Leon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's uh, start right back at the beginning. Yeah. What did young Leon want to be when he grew up? Young Leon, I think, really had no idea. Like, as we all do. Didn't have a clue. So then as he as he went through school and stuff, he thought, well, he really just wants to be a movie star or something like that. So, you know, did school plays. Yeah. You know. So you were, you were acting way back at school. Acting at school. And it was movie star is kind of where you... I, I guess so. every actor wants to be that, don't they? Movie star or sports star, something like that. <laughs> movie star or yeah, sports star. You, you just know, want like, to be a star. Just a star, you know? Like, thank God you're mature. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was it the fame that was interesting or the the work was that was... Fame was probably... Money is probably, probably just... women. You probably have no idea, you know, when, when you're that age, you don't probably have no idea really what you're wishing for. You just sort yeah. of wish for something. And in, I think also when you... Well, you don't really have much of an idea about what you want to do. You sort of fill it with the thing which fills your mind mostly which is you know seeing people on tv going to movies things like that watching yeah. lots of sport so if there's a vacuum there i think where you sort of you're not you have no direction you're going to fill it with the things which you know fill your mind the most i guess yeah of course so you were a bit of yeah. a movie buff and a sports buff yes at that time yes oh, cool yeah. so so you're doing plays at high school do plays at high school yep. yeah and then you did you end up studying drama or something no, no well, or? I, well, not really so i went did plays at high school and then of course I, I gave my dad a heart attack when i said to him he goes what are you doing i said oh, i want to be an actor yeah you know? and then of course dad went well that's 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 great um why don't we go to uni first, um, have ourselves a fallback plan, um, and then and then yeah, when you finish uni, go you know go and do the acting thing after that. That way, you know, if it doesn't all come off, you've got a plan you've, B. Yeah, you've got a plan B, something <laughs> to fall back on. I like to say that I went to university to study the thing to to work out what I didn't want to do. You know, so I did communications, advertising, marketing down to went down to Canberra and actually and it's a funny story how he came up with what I was going to do how dad and I came up with what I was going to do it was a negotiation it was a negotiation no it was a discussion so I said well maybe I'll just do an arts degree and he goes well you know you probably want to specialise in something (laughs) so so you're trying to ease your dad by saying I'm not going to be an actor I'm just going to do an arts degree so so he said maybe go and do something like um, you know sort of specialise in something because if you just do an arts degree you're going to have to do some other degree after that and there's no specialty there it could go anywhere an arts degree can't it so yeah so we decided that maybe maybe advertising marketing, you know. So I went down to um, went to Canberra Uni. Yep. Um, was there any interest in advertising or marketing before that moment? Or? Oh, no, Dad had a friend who was a big wig in advertising, and I thought, well, you know, advertising is you know a bit creative, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah. and I have and money. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what I want to do. So yeah. I may as well do that. It sounds good. And I hear Canberra Uni is great fun. And so part of my decision-making process went into, well, I think they've got an awesome O-Week and it's supposed to be a heap of fun down there on campus. So 
go to Canberra Uni as well and have fun down there. So that was that was um, <laughs> the sum total of the decisions. It wasn't yeah. even. Did you think further beyond uni, like actually being in no, advertising no, and marketing? No, no. It was just like. I'll just go study advertising marketing. Was yeah. it still when you were doing that going, yeah, I'm just getting this out of the way to Pretty be much. an actor? Yeah. And I did plays and things down at, at uni and camp. Oh, cool. You know, some really appalling productions of things. It's great when you're looking into the audience and you can see them going to sleep. Oh, you, know, you think that's some, some of my best when they answer their phone. Right, right here, here, you know? Yeah, yeah. Here I am pouring my heart out <laughs> and you're going to fucking sleep. Thank you. So your plan is to go <laughs> to the advertising marketing yeah. to appease the father. Exactly. Yeah, and then going down. No, that was it. Was a it was a group thing. I wouldn't say a piece of father. Yeah. We came to this decision together. It was oh, all, that's good. That's good. That was an admirable thing, thing. The good thing about him is he's he's just a good guy. Yeah, man. So his idea was just to you know just have some plan, got something to fall back on. And yeah. so, so when I did finish uni and, and you know come up to Sydney, the the plan wasn't you know there was no pressure to go into find a job in advertising. My marks were so bad anyway. It's going to be hard. The plan was to come up here and you know find an acting course, try and get an agent, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so how'd that so, go? Yeah, good. Well, I met, I met the guy, I met Johnny and Juliet Reactor, you know, some a couple of Reactor short courses, did the the year-long agent showcase of Reactor, uh, and then ended up, got to know Johnny really well, so I started working with Johnny at the end of 98, yep. when I did the course, yep. and then ended up running Reactor with Johnny for five or six years. As in teaching acting yourself, or doing well, the kind of didn't do any teaching. We, just, we employed people who went to NIDA and all that, that sort of stuff yeah. to do the actual teaching. I was more sort of, I guess, marketing background, that kind of stuff. So did you have an agent at that point? Uh, no, did the agent show? Yeah, so got an agent about a few months after. Yeah. So... And so you were doing the joyous auditioning rounds to yeah. everywhere and... Yeah, going... You know, my, my acting career was went as well as, you know, anyone's would have, I guess, with that background. I did, you know, most of the TV shows around at the time. Yeah. Like, I think I had roles on All Saints. Um, and there was some really bad TV at, at the time. <laughs> you know, there was... Yeah. Um, there's one show which I had a, a great guest on called Above the Law. I don't remember. Exactly, the... exactly. It lasted about nine months. It was really bad, really bad. Um, How, what was your role? I was a gay basher. I know. Oh, so, yeah. you, so you were the nasty guy. Yeah, in, I was the nasty a... guy. Um, oh, I don't see you as the nasty these guy. these lines in the script, which are just, you know, lucky I grew up in the country because they were... They were where'd, you, where'd you grow up? I thought I assumed you were from Sydney. But... No, I was sort of a barrel, Mossvale. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's where yeah. I want to go. It's beautiful. So, area. Yeah. So it's a good area. And yeah. so... Just that country, you know. This you get that rough edge to you about you can, when you're you know, country. You yeah. start talking while you're Yeah, you get that, yeah. You, know, you sort of mumble a bit. And... <laughs> yes, it's exactly what I do when I, <laughs> when I show up to an audition for a country. So, um, I mumble so I did all that stuff. Didn't I did 12, 15 ads. And while I was working, and what I was thinking at the time is while I was doing all this, we were employing all these, you know, these actors at Reactor who were, you know, semi-profiled actors, all had great agents, all were, you know, major drama school grads, all calling me up asking for a job. Yeah. And in my mind, I was thinking, well... If you're asking for a job. These guys are coming. I mean, one of these, one of the guys who worked for us was Jason Clark. Oh, wow. And so I remember Jason saying, Leon, any work? And it's like, yeah, yeah, Jason, whatever. But I remember looking at these guys and thinking, well, if all these guys are, you know, I better, like, find something else to do as well. So, but you were kind of, you were getting work though, weren't you? Like, it wasn't like you'd come out of, like, a year of a drought and going to that kind of start thinking... No, I did, yeah. I suppose I was acting for maybe three years of yeah. work. And then reasonably consistent. If you'd done that many commercials and those kind of gigs, that's probably... It really, yeah, it was, pretty, it was reasonably consistent. Yeah. But I wouldn't go saying any of those roles were, you know, life-changing. Yeah. I wouldn't go saying... I did a couple of decent TV commercial roles, but most of them are pretty... Pretty... Pretty commercial low roles. Low-key. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know those roles. So, yes. you know, so I... I'll put it all in perspective. I thought, you know, well, whilst I'm doing that, 
I guess it wasn't that, it, that I, at the start I had a conscious decision to try and find something else to do at the same time, but my attitude for my whole professional life from the start is been never say no to anything. You know, one of the points I wanted to make in this podcast is I, I often see people who want to kick off and do their acting careers. Yep. And so what they do is they say no to all these different opportunities out there so they can save themselves. I've got my fingers here doing inverted commas. <laughs> yeah, save themselves yeah. for the acting role which might come up. I want to say to people, just do everything. And if you're a bit worried about fitting it in, do it anyway. And then once say yes to something and then work out how to fit it in. Mm. Don't sit there and say, oh, no, I want to save myself to do this acting gig. Spielberg's calling next and, week. And, yeah, and yeah. go and do my waiting job. You know, yeah. like take a few risks, especially yeah. in your 20s. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> in your 20s, do whatever you want, I yeah. reckon. Like just bum around. That's kind of what I did. That's kind of what I still do. Yeah. But anyway, um, that's really interesting. So so that kind of, you were watching all these these actors come come to you for a come gig that wasn't yeah. necessarily an acting gig. It was a, it was working, yeah, it teaching was, acting. Teaching acting, yeah. Um, but not necessarily performing. No. They're coming to you because they need to make a buck using their skills and you start to go, well, maybe I should be thinking maybe dad was right maybe we should have another plan oh no (laughs) the father was right oh jesus don't you hate when that happens Um, was it then that you started to move into casting is that what kind of came out of that well that was funny because once again we um we got to know the guys we started hiring the rooms here at when this was prototype casting yep in the evenings to run our acting courses in yeah and from there got to know robbie and greg Mm -hmm. um apps yep uh and with them we started the audition room Mm-hmm. which Johnny and I still run here today, yep, yep. you know. Um, and so I did the audition room for, oh, that was maybe maybe two or three years. And Just reaction. running as a room to aud- for yeah, people to come so and audition and workshops and everything. It was more for other casting directors yeah. to hire it, you know. There weren't a lot of actor tests back then. There yeah. were a few, there weren't, there weren't a lot of them. Yeah. We sort of actually, we pioneered the whole actor testing. We were the first people to put acting test, actor, actor tests online and email them. Yeah, wow. Um, and it took us... No shit, it would have taken, when we do that, first did the actor test to compress the files and send them. Oh, God. All night. Yeah, wow. We had some where we had to get... And were they like horrible oh, resolution horrible. and stuff? Like, so, resolution. so the directors were showing up going, that's not yeah. the dude you showed me a second no, ago. Yeah. I was sitting there trying to, you know, I had to work out how to compress videos and no one, there was no compression software, which is easily to use. Like, it was just... Yeah, wow. It was a pain in the ass. Like, yeah, wow. It was a nightmare. It was, to, to us, to me and Johnny, it was just something which needed to be done. Yeah. It needed to be worked out because... People, back then you had to record your tape on a VHS. Mm. You had to take your VHS tape to another video production facility. They would convert that tape to an NTSC tape and then they would pack their NTSC tape up and post it overseas. That was the turnaround. Yeah, wow. So we just thought, well, it's got to be a way to make this better <laughs> not as ridiculous yeah. as this freaking thing yeah. yeah we even got into that market we even bought an NTSC decoder and you know yeah, wow. NTSC tapes and all that sort of stuff as well but that was back in the audition room day yeah so, so, so when you were getting people into yeah. like casting directors into audition in yeah. here you were running so you were running a virtually like a space then just space, a space yeah, yeah. A high space yeah. so then so then did you start to go well, you can fucking do that well not really we sort of we got to know the guys at Prototype pretty well and so they because Johnny and I are pretty good at managing things yeah. so they brought Johnny and I in to manage Prototype yep um, we did that for about 12 months and then at the end of that we got to know the guys everyone there at Prototype really well yep and at the end of that, I think Greg was kind of done with doing, you know, TV commercials and things like that. So he wanted yeah. to sort of go and pursue more drama stuff. So we yeah. sort of split Prototype in half. And so me, Joe, Johnny took one half of Prototype and Greg and Robbie took the other half. Um, so it's all thanks, you know, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people can say this, but our, you know, our, our step into both me, Joe, 
Johnny, our, our step into casting, was, you know, was thanks to Robbie and Greg. They've kicked a lot of casting people off, and hmm. forever thankful. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So you went into. So was it you? You'd kind of obviously seen enough of the casting from from being an actor, and no, from not, not no? really, not really. We just, like how was that kind of step to? Well, I I like to think of it as my baptism of fire into casting. Whilst I wasn't casting things, the whole managing prototype is making sure you've got enough staff on, making sure everything's sort of running yeah. smoothly. You got, you know, it's 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 nuts and bolts. Yeah, you know, just pure sh- business management. Yeah, that's yeah. The stuff. When we started life of casting, hmm. we needed another casting director to pick smart because we got really busy really quick, and Joseph was the only casting director we had. So I was, you know, I sort of worked under Joseph for a couple of months as yep. a casting associate, and then a couple of big jobs came up where we needed someone else to cast them, and so Leon, you're it. Did you just shit yourself? But you, by then you'd have well, an idea about what it is, idea, isn't it? an idea, but there's... And what were the big projects? Like dramas or big commercials? Big commercials. Yeah, big commercials. so lots of money kind of commercials. Is yeah. That, so there was a bit of pressure. I can't even think of what they are, but, you know, this, I've done... Because the problem I've got now is I do lots of ads, so I tend to forget the ad yeah. the week after doing it. Sorry. So do I. No, it's okay. Um, I understand that entirely. I walk out of the audition room and yeah. forget the ad. Like, you're supposed I mean, to. That's yeah. the way, that's the way well, it's the only way you can survive, yeah. I reckon, because otherwise you're... Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't yeah. have done this. So, so um, baptism of fire. And what, what's interesting about it is, if you want to become a casting director, you need to literally kick off as a casting assistant. Yeah. Learn the ropes as you go up. We've got Daisy who works with us. She's been a casting assistant for a couple of years. She's never casting associate with us. And the trick is, it's just a way of thinking and all these little things you need to learn, which no one can show you unless you learn them from the ground up. Yeah. So my problem was I hadn't had that training as a casting assistant. I just stepped right into being casting director and handling these things. So you do things which, you know, now you'd never do, like things like you might accidentally put someone on a plane to Bali without having a deal memo signed because the agency would be dicking you around. Whoops. Whereas nowadays you'd never say, well, they're not stepping on the plane until you sign this deal memo, so my client over here has something to, you know, and then the person might land in Bali and... They decide to replace them oh. at a wardrobe fitting where they're all standing there in their bikinis. And they put them on the next plane out of there, back here again, with, so nothing was signed. So that just, you know, I lost, I lost days, days, yeah, weeks wow. of my life in that one. Yeah. So now they came back here and the agency over here had to sit down with, the English agency over here had to sit down with the agent over here and have a big fight. And I was, you know, <clears throat> well, I was in my office, I think at the time, just sitting there going, please sort this out, please sort this out. <laughs> was this the, like, the first, or one of the first big gigs you had? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, one of the first ones. Shit. So, didn't do that again. Um, <laughs> wow. And now I've, 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 I've got lots of ads where I put people on planes, but there's always something signed now. always fun we did a back when the um the aussie dollar was really low back say you know maybe pre-2008 mm. maybe 2006 around then we did the we did a heap of japanese ads it's always funny doing a japanese ad because they'll they'll send you a casting brief and they'll send all the information and you'll read the information and go okay right they're after a you know 35 year old businessman uh got to be caucasian blonde hair of course so you're getting all these guys and then you'll be sitting there in the, in the room and you've got, you know, 10 Japanese clients in there and you've got a translator and you've got the person there and all the Japanese clients will be talking to the translator to give direction to the person there. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen that movie, which was... Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Tomorrow, yeah. It is. It's exactly like that, where they go, blah, 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 blah. And then the translator will go, 
just be happier. <laughs> you know? And you can see the actor's face just going, what? 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 I'm sure they said more than that. You just just be happier, loosely translated. Oh lord! You know, so that, You'd be sitting there going, "No, there was so much more to that statement." But, than and then just what they have, you, you, they've recalled say ten different guys all in their thirties who are these businessmen, and they'll they'll go, "Ah, oh, didn't like them, didn't like them, didn't like them, didn't like them," and then some twenty-two-year-old surfy-looking dude in a singlet walk in, and they'll go, "Oh, what? Am, what if we put him in a suit?" <laughs> so. <laughs> So after a few years of doing these jobs where you're sitting there thinking, how do I translate? You actually got a knack of translating yep. what they've asked for into what they actually what, want. What they actually want, which yeah. is literally give them blonde people and chop five to ten years off the age. Yeah, and, then, and overact everything. It's all about facial expression over there. So when we say, you know, just think it, they, it's, it's the opposite. So they know they you've got to show it. That kind of thing, like with you saying that with Japanese casting, yeah. when you get a casting brief from an, like an, an Australian agency, is it similar? Like, do you go, oh, they're actually kind of wanting, the, or you probably know the client, no, like well, the over agency. No, the last say ten years, the way people act in TV commercials has changed. Yeah. So when I first started casting, everything was much bigger. If you looked at those ads now, you know it's all very yeah. expressive. And if if, yeah. if you go back and read, you know, notes on how to audition for a TV commercial in some of those books, but back then it was all be expressive, sell this, do yeah. that. You got to love the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas nowadays everything is just underplayed. So what I say to people now is come in and give us your flattest performance you can give. We'll bring you up if we can, because most of the time, the way TV commercials are written is all the funny stuff and all the interesting stuff happens around these two quite deadpan mm. people. On the on, on the in the space, it's all about the 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 situation affecting them versus them bringing Perform- their performance, yeah, yeah. Uh, performing to bring it out. Yeah. So if they usually bring their performance to bring it out, and they've got this massive thing going on around them, it just doesn't translate. It's just not not funny. So you need mm-hmm. everyone to be deadpan now, do, do yeah, as little wow. as possible. And you said that was over the last kind of ten years or so. Yeah, is that it's kind of gradually gone that way, where people do less and less, less and less and less and less. Yeah. Does that make your job easier? No, it kind of makes it harder to get to get that natural performance yeah. out of a performance, yeah. especially in the audition room. Like, yeah. it's actually quite a nerve-wracking experience just showing up. It is, and you, you, I'll often, if I've got time, I'll I'll do two or three takes with someone. Say, right, come in here, have a look at this. This is your first take, and they'll look at it and go, "Oh my god, I don't, I didn't realise I did that." Yeah. And then this is your last take, and they went, "Oh right, now now I get it." And I say, "So next time, come in with your last take." Yeah. Wow. Because. If the director looks at that first take, they'll just move straight on to the next person. Yep. So oh, look at you teaching in the room. That's awesome. Well, I'm just saving myself. Well, <laughs> saving yourself work. Saving yourself <laughs> work for next time. And also, yeah. don't. What actors I think often forget is our product as casting directors is their performance. So. So you want to look good as well. Is yeah. That what you so say? if yeah. I bring in ten shit people, or ten people like, acting um, poorly, then that affects the product I'm giving them. So we actually have to spend time making sure we can give them a good product which is actors' performances. That's good to, good to kind of remember as an actor coming into the room. Sometimes it just fails, but I reckon it often just fails because people don't listen to what you're asking for. As uh, in direction-wise? Direction-wise. The and then just... Because people get nervous, and, you know, we yeah. all understand that, and I can tell when people are nervous, and I tend to... You know, I can usually tell if it's someone's first audition, so I'll say, is this your first audition? And they'll generally go, yes. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. right, well, it just, it just means I'll take more time with it. But generally, people just don't listen. So when I, because I'm, I'm very clear, I speak quite quickly in the room. The way we sort of work out performance in a TV commercial is every TV commercial has a timing and sort of a beat to it. So you know when you beat out your scene, a commercial's no different than that, it's just shorter. So generally the performance we're after is like 10 to 15 seconds. Mm. 
and because the rest of the ad's taken up with product shots. And so generally in that 10 seconds, I want, four di I want actors to hit four different marks. I want you to do this, then focus on this and think this, then focus on this and think this, then step up here and think this, and then add a tagline at the end and then get out of there. And what people do is people don't listen to when I say break up the moments and do this. They just sort of blur it all into one and then stick a tag on the end or don't even stick that on. So the idea is when you get in the room, you've got to listen to exactly what we want because I'm going to be quite clear with how I explain it. Because what I've already done is I've done sort of 10 people previous to you and I need you to hit those certain marks to make your performance better. Mm. And so the timing will fit into the commercial. So, but people don't listen to that and they just tend to blur it all into one. Come in, do they, do they yeah, tend to come in with a, like a pre-rehearsed thing that... You know? I'm totally okay for people to have read the script and bring something in. And yeah. They say, oh, look, I've actually rehearsed something. I go, sweet, let's have a look at it. Yeah. And I go, that's great. Now I'm going to change it. <laughs> now I'm going to change it. And sometimes I won't. Sometimes I go, oh, sweet, that's given me an idea to use for the next person. Yeah, Thank cool. you. Does that mean it's better to be a later in the audition <laughs> slots? It is. Yeah. It is. See, I always thought, it's generally... interesting because I always thought the, like, there's that thing that would be like the first because you're not tired, everyone's kind of fresh and new ideas. And then the last, you're like, I'm over this. Do you get that? Do you get that kind of towards the end of the day? You're just like, oh, not another bloody actor. Look, only at the end of an eight-hour day. Yeah. I, 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 I would... You do you know, normally do like an eight hours of casting? Not anymore. No. Back in the early so. days, there's, it's not unusual for us to be in the studio for eight hours straight. I just refuse to do that now. Yeah. Because you would get sick of it too, oh, wouldn't you? Just, and that really, kind of energy in the room tiring, would be... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really grueling doing all that. It's, this is one question just for you as a casting director. The, the, the quick turnarounds for actors, yep. is that just because client is just going, I just need it tomorrow now, I'm sorry. We tend to get a call. They really, and say, they really say sorry. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, okay, that makes sense then. We had, to give you an example, we had our Hyundai ad before Easter. Yep. And the ad was confirmed on the Monday morning at uh, maybe 11 o'clock. And it was shooting on the Wednesday. Whoa. And there were two different TV commercials and about 15 roles. Yeah, so I had to, had to put it together on Monday, cast it Tuesday for some people shooting Wednesday. Yeah, wow. So it all had to be on Tuesday. And that was, everyone tried to push back on it, but the, the ad agency just said, or the client just said no. Is that just because actors are a dime a dozen? Can you, can you go get another one? Well, I just, or they just assume well, you're so good at your job that you will deliver Well, in that particular in case, there's one company where the actual, the company is, the ad company is owned by the client. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, you know, they just went on and give a shit. You're doing it. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're paying. Yeah. yeah, so that's... And like, Does that just stress you out, though, those kind of... Or no, you're used to it now that it's like... No, I don't no, stress. Just, well, they've got to pick someone, see? So what's, what's even worse is if you've got too much time. Oh, because then they and can... So let's just say there's six weeks and it's like, oh no, this is going to go for six weeks because they won't pick anyone. For us, it's just we're going to keep having more people on hold. They think they change their script, they rewrite everything, they come back and do more. Yeah, wow. So you need just enough time to cast it but not enough time to change minds. That's, like, that's actually kind of good performance as well. You just need... You know how they always say the yep. first take happens to be the best because it's just natural and it's free and it's yeah. and then you try to recreate and it goes shit <laughs> yeah, and, so, yes. and then you start the second More guessing and second guessing and then there's people <laughs> yeah. going oh maybe people start going oh yeah. God. whereas it's just like if you just did yeah. it the first time it'd be fine yeah. but that's really cool that's that's yeah. incredibly good advice do you yes. guys cast other stuff as well like dramas and we just do features ads. just ads we've done we've done dramas and things in the past but I'm probably an aberration in the casting world most of the people out the casting people want to go out there and do drama and things 
I really don't. Yeah, you don't at all. No, no, no. I've I've done a bit. I've done enough to know. Like I've, back in the reactor days, I did you know shot lots of stuff with yeah. actors, whether it be show reels, running scenes, doing stuff like that. So what I like to do now is I like to work on projects which have an end date. You know, the thing about drama in this country, there's no money in it either. And so... Including for casting, obviously. Including now. for casting, yeah. Mm. So, you know, most of the time, if you, it's, it's a labour of, labor of love for most people to go and yeah. do that. And, you know, I've got young kids, you know. How many kids have you got? I've got two kids. They're eight and ten. And I'd prefer to spend my time with them than yeah, working then. on someone else's labour of love. So... Well, yeah. I mean, casting, obviously... Casting directors make a, their living from commercials, like yeah. actors for example. Yeah. yeah. So, are you? You said you're the aberration in that sense. Is there other casting directors that just go fuck it? I'm just doing commercials. Sorry. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. There's a few of us. Probably about fifty-fifty. And whether or not people make a choice just to do TV commercials, or they make a, cho- or they don't have the connections to do all the drama, who knows? But for me, it was a choice. Well, yeah, like a, well, yeah. It's a choice now. It's yeah. choice now, as in. After just, I started casting, I probably would have. I'm like, I'm going to cast movies Spielberg's things. movies and shit. No, yeah. I, I don't want to. The other thing is, too, I'd, I'd prefer to get uh, things done efficiently and quickly. And the thing about drama is you need to actually to, to invest in it and invest in every person which comes into the room. I couldn't do it without making that investment. And you're not so, willing to make that investment. And I don't want to. I'd prefer to do an ad and go home and hang out with my kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do a nine-to-five and then yeah. fuck off. Back exactly. To and play. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. But I'm saying that. I also run the audition room, so I do a shitload of actor tests. Spend a lot of time in the room working on drama with people anyway. Do you enjoy that at all? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Still uses your kind of yeah. performance. Do you ever like? Do you ever kind of go as as an ex actor behind the camera, going, "Oh fuck, can I just get up and do it for you?" Because I would be perfect for this. That's the whole the the whole problem with, or you know, the, the strange relationship between sort of director and actor. You don't want to demonstrate, yep. yet you also want it to be done, be done a certain way. Whereas casting ads, you know, I'm more than happy to demonstrate because I want it done exactly like this because I know and that's what's speed, work. yeah, yeah. So it's always when you're in the room, it's always you know, it depends who you're working with as to how much you're going to demonstrate. So, but do you ever like go like like with maybe with the self test and go? Do you ever go? Oh fuck, I go. I could actually do that again. Or a regret about not being an actor anymore? No regrets. No regrets. I often think, let's just say, um, you know, I got to retire. I look at these sort of, we get, you know, older people in for castings, you know, and I think if I retired, I'd go back and do casting. Because the market you're in, the older you get, gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. And the number of people in that market who can actually act, of course, gets smaller and smaller. So I reckon I'd clean up. <laughs> so, so that's a retirement plan. Yeah. For sure, yeah, you know. Like, you've know, got to keep busy, you know. I've, yeah. got, what I've got today, I've got... And it's pretty oh, cushy. I've got my casting yeah. over it. Thing, I'll wander out there and, you know, that's cool. So did you, when you were acting, what, like, what kind of work did you want to do then? Or just anything? Were you just, anything. Yeah, you didn't care. I didn't really care. Yeah. Anything which paid. Anything which wasn't someone's short film. <laughs> you know, I, 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 was, I, I was acting long enough to know not to do them, you know? Would you, be, would you say that to actors now? Yep. I would say know who you're doing the short film yeah. with. Because most people don't give a shit and they're just going to waste your time. And whether they're wasting, they're wasting your time through ignorance or through not being organised enough, it, it doesn't really matter. Okay, just... Who are you working I with? I there once and they called me out there. I was doing a favour for a friend who couldn't do it, so he put, dumped me in it. And I drove out to... I think Liverpool somewhere and then I get there about maybe three in the afternoon and I'm sitting there and I said, oh, when, when am I doing my part? And they said, oh, no, we can't do your part till it's dark. And it was middle of summer. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Wasting my time. <laughs> there is that. They, they I almost left. I really did. I said, well... But you're like, your integrity stood up and went, no, I will stay. No, I better... Was it a good part? Was it shit? Like, did you even see the end result and go, it was lucky I stayed around for that? Look, I had a or, choice. I wish I'd left. I had a choice. They had a, they had a rap party which they were going to show it at. And I, I didn't go. 
Ah, so you've never even seen this. Never, this is going to surface now. Some some is going to hear this mate. and go, Leon, here you go. This no, is what it I was. I was so annoyed at people wasting my time. I thought, you know what? I, I don't need to see. I didn't think it would be very good anyway. <laughs> you get a feeling. Yes. You get a feeling. Well, oh, yeah. Someone's got a water pistol and they're spraying fake butt onto your face. It's just, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. I showed up to one and it was yeah. meant to be a zombie film. Oh, no, I and it came through my agent, so I went, oh, it's probably all right. And I showed up, and there was the cast was in the back painting themselves to look like zombies, and they just looked, like, hideous. Like, <laughs> just the most embarrassing makeup I've ever seen. And I just went, oh, fuck. Oh, what have I... And it what was, it was each... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm like, oh, shit. That was... Yeah. I got out of that somehow. I don't know. That was so... <laughs> feel like there was a the push for income like you even said then when your acting was about what are you gonna fucking pay me for yeah. do you think it was more like like the kind of you said there's this joy of acting like, did you enjoy acting i didn't yeah. even ask that yeah. yeah yeah and then it was more like did it kind of shift to but i actually like really earning money to me it's never really been a money thing until i mean to get to earning a decent income it took me 10 years yeah. You know, so when I was running Reactor, I had three jobs. Ten years actually as into where you were casting and earning an income, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. earning a you know, good enough income to call this an income. Yeah. You know, because back when I, we, we ran Reactor, we, we had no money. Yeah. Um, and Doing I had three love. jobs. Mm. And then, so I was working uh, as the, the cellarman for the Cruising Yacht Club from, I think, 5 a.m. through till 11. And then from 11, I would go to work at Reactor from, say, 11.30 through till 5.00. And then we would shoot showreels for actors in the evenings from, say, 6 o'clock through to 11 o'clock. That was probably three nights a week. And then I'd be back at the Cruising Yacht Club again at 5 o'clock the next morning. So, you know, I've done my time. Good. Um, That's cool. And I think the whole thing about getting paid as an actor, that's the whole... I think you can call yourself an actor if, you, if you're getting a paycheck from it. I mean, as long as you get... You know, if you're getting paid once a year, yes, you're a professional actor because you've been paid for acting. So I think it's really important for... You know, if it, well, for me back then, that yeah, I've, that you're getting paid to do. I mean, not very much. It doesn't really matter as long as you're mm. getting paid for it. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of hard to consider. Yeah, I'm an actor, and it's like, well, when yeah. was your last gig? And it's like, well, you well, know, I don't think. So, I, know, I really struggled with the um, back then, really calling myself an actor. There was a whole self-worth thing. Am I an actor? You know, am I getting, am I employed enough to be called? Be an considered actor? an actor, yeah. Yeah. In fact, going back to then, I, I, I always had really issues when I'd go to, say, parties and things, and you'd be talking to these. You know, my wife, she's a lawyer, and so she, we'd go to these places and you'd be hanging out with lawyers, and they would always say, "What do you do?" And I'd, I'd, I'd never really be too, sh- too confident in selling myself as an actor in that point. Yeah, as anything, you know, you know, well, yeah, I run an acting school, do a bit of acting, but say it like that, and my yeah, wife would well, go, "No, be Leon. proud of that." So you need to work on, I think you need to work on people need to work on their personal positioning statement often. It's a very good business term, isn't it? Personal well, we made it up. Statement. Yeah, it up. because if you don't sell yourself, then no one's going to buy it, you know. And so I, I learned it off a friend of mine who worked for um, worked for UNICEF, and he just all he ever said was how wonderful his job was. Yeah. And then when he left, like years later, we realised he absolutely hated it, but he told he spun this story about how life was brilliant the whole time, which I found. I struggle with a bit because I think you you got to be a bit honest with that, but yeah. it also made me learn, you know, if you want to go out there and you know sell yourself you should always have this person this personal positioning statement you can reel off at any time which basically says what you do 
What's your personal positioning statement now? I'm a casting director. I don't care now. (laughs) (laughs) You need to have that. I'm a casting director. I think it's more when you're younger. It's not about how much you're getting paid, because to me, you know, I got paid nothing doing, you know, kicking off in this industry. But it's about, you know, being able to call yourself a professional by getting paid something. Mm, you know? Yeah. So even if you're doing someone's short film, you know, try and get some money for it. Even if it's a hundred bucks. Or try them get them to pay for your lunch or your parking or something. It's good you advice. Know? You can pay for yeah. something. Don't because yeah. yeah, you shouldn't really be paying money out to help someone, someone else, else make a project. Well, well they're making their product and they're gonna use their project to advance themselves professionally. So why give yourself away to help someone else, you know, do something which in the end is going to be a bit commercial? Hmm. It's good. It's that, that value thing you were talking about. Yeah. Like you got to have some self-worth. Add value to what you do. Yeah. yeah. Look at you. You're like spouting the inspiration today, well, man. you know, I've thought a lot about this stuff. Yeah? You know? Any other moments of brilliance for an actor Well, the other days? thing I'd say to the actor is, is um, empower yourself in the room. Most actors don't empower themselves in the room enough. When yeah. They're, even just for an ad audition, you know? And also it helps if you read the script or something. <laughs> if you actually know what the fuck's <laughs> you going on. you know what you're doing. Yeah. So empower yourself more. Sort of, you know, say, do you mind if I do this? Or, and don't apologize when you stuff something up. It just wastes a bit of time. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Like, that's that thing. Can I do another one? Yeah, yeah. go for it. Don't. Because yeah. do you actually give a shit that I went, oh, he said fuck as opposed to I forgot or <laughs> whatever? Well, it's really bad when people swear in an ad audition because you don't know who's going to be watching it. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, I guess what you mean, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 as in like, not as in like, oh, fuck, I forgot, but as in if I just do it a Freudian slip for some reason and I'm saying oh, the line. No, I'm and so f- sorry. I'm just oh, I'm so sorry. I thought, do, do you mind if I do it again? That kind of stuff I hate. Yeah, but it, see, if you add that up to, you know, 100 actors in a day over an hour. You've ad, got like an eight hour shift. That's, you know, that's, that's five seconds each, you know, yeah, like wow. stuff up, you know, like more efficient uh, just to move on. I agree. Do another one. It's kind of like we well, yeah, in everything. Yeah. So, theater especially, you just you don't have even a chance. You can simply yeah. pause and go, "Sorry, audience, I'm just going to do that again." Everyone stop. Said, yeah, everyone's everybody like, stop. I'm just going to. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. Uh, that was going to be my next advice for actors, but you keep spitting it out, which is awesome. Do you have any advice for yourself as a young guy before, like, yeah, like when you went, "I'm going to be an actor"? What advice would you give yourself then? If any, like you may not be anything. I think the the issue for most people when they want to start off in the industry is knowing where and how to start. And so you make all these fuck-ups and you're going, you know, and and a lot of people, they'll think, oh, yeah, I can do this. And they'll they'll do things like they'll talk to someone who'll talk to someone and they'll get their foot in the door and they'll go and have a meeting with an agent and they haven't done any training. They've, Mm. They've got, they haven't got a showreel. They might have taken a photo on their camera. And that's, they'll go and sort of pitch themselves and meet this agent to try and, you know, get some work and things like that. And let's just say the agent, you know, on the basis of nothing takes them on and then sends them out to auditions and things like that. Mm. This person could well be the world's greatest actor. Yeah. But what they've done is they have, before they're ready, they've gone out there and they've tried to impress a whole bunch of people who aren't going to be impressed because they have no idea what they're doing. And what a lot of people don't appreciate when they're starting out is they're up against people like you who have been acting for years and years and years and you've done heaps of courses or other people have spent three years in drama school and, yep. 
and even those people, you know, when they come out, they really have no idea either. Oh, yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? So three years of acting, and I walked out going, "I've got no fucking idea." Well, you just don't know how to. You don't yeah. know how to do it. You, you actually know? don't. You yeah, this the is one thing you don't. You don't. You, don't, you do also it. don't know how to do it in this room. Exactly. You don't know what fucking self test and auditioning yeah. process is because you're you're at uni or yeah. whatever, and they're like, "Well, you get the role." <laughs> I'm like, "You got to get a role." Yeah, so I'd say one to two people, maybe out of a say, let's say there's a drama school class of twenty five. Yep. One to two people, maybe can step into the room and, 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 and do a good job. Yeah, wow. And that's just natural. Yeah, and the rest of the people, we just give them, you know, second, third chances just because yeah. we can see them get better every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting. But yeah. I would say, yeah, don't put yourselves out there until you're ready to put it out there. So you need to find someone in the industry who you can sit there and ask questions to. Yep. Whether it be a casting director or whether it be an agent or whether it be sort of, you know, go and do an acting course and speak to your acting teacher about it and say, how do I put myself out there? without completely blowing my chances. So let's just say you do go and audition for me, audition for everybody else, and you you do a, a terrible job, then what I've got in my head is that person's terrible versus that person's too green. And I yeah. haven't got time to differentiate between who's green and who's bad. Yeah. So mm. I might not see you for another five years. I might mm. just go, no, they're crap, no, they're crap. The other thing is too, going on that, is most of the time actors don't know when they've done a good or a bad take. You know, sometimes their best work is done when they're out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Yet they've just thought to themselves, fuck, I felt horrible, it's horrible doing that. And so mm. therefore that's my worst take. When in actual fact, you're like, that was perfect. They're doing some great work and then they go, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. And they pull out of it and it's like, oh my God, just get through to the end. to the end, yeah. It's just theatre. Don't pull out of it. Don't pull out of it. Don't pull out unless you're trying yeah. not to have a kid. Yeah. That wasn't technically advice for yourself as a younger man, though. That was that was my advice because I went and did all these auditions. Oh yeah, yeah. So you as people, yeah, yeah. I completely fucked it. You know, I think you know, yeah, I, no, I had no. a couple of opportunities, and well, how embarrassing! I look back and I go, "Geez, that was embarrassing." I wish I knew what I was doing. Yeah. So you need to find someone who. I'm knows glad what I'm not the doing. only one that has had those experiences. <laughs> Everyone's had them. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the, the things about this this podcast is finding out that other people have had those kind of shitty experiences. Yeah, but you talk to your actor friends, and they're like, "Oh no," because yeah, everyone puts these rose colored glasses. No, I'm fucking great in the rooms. Exactly. Personal positioning Fact. statement. Yes. Fucking, fucking <laughs> I nailed it. I nailed it. Yeah. No matter what. Like, yeah, yeah the odd, yeah. Laughing at today. And also, you don't know what they're looking for. So That's the trickiest bit, you isn't it? You just don't it? know. Yeah. So. You can't kind of... Like, would you agree with that thing where you just go and pitch yourself, pitch whatever yourself, it is. Do it your way, make some choices. Yeah. Make them your choices, mm. and that's it. Because as soon as I start second-guessing what you want, it turns into shit. <laughs> then just... Just come in with choices, mate. Mm. Just make a decision, you know? Because you can tell me to do it differently anyway. Exactly. Yeah. At least you've made something we can work with. Do you have any, like, shitty actor stories? You don't have to mention names. Um, oh, the answering the phone call is always funny. In the, in the audition room. Yeah, that's a that's hilarious. That one. No no no. I'm in an audition. Yeah I know mate. I oh, know. That's that's always funny. Yeah. Someone like as in your rolling camera and yeah. someone goes. Oh just get this. We had one girl who came into audition and I don't think she should have been acting. She. Uh, yeah she she freaked us all out and then she wouldn't leave the room. She would have been about seventeen, and um it was me, Joe, Johnny. I think Greg was there for that one and like literally she just you know. We said, oh, can you please leave the room now? So she wouldn't, just wouldn't leave. She just sat there and went, she you're just going to no, wait until started, you're going to you know, get... doing these, you know, little pirouettes or something. And it was just like, it was the strangest thing ever. Strangest thing Security ever. Security kind of thing. Yeah. And that freaked us all out. I was like, fuck, she's possessed or something. It's like one of those. <laughs> you, one of those <laughs> like you go to walk out and the door slams in front of yeah. you and you're like... Oh, but generally, generally not. Generally, most people are pretty good. There's really not many of those stories. Oh, that's good to know. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. 
Because you, know, you kind of get this, I think a lot of people get this image of actors going, and it's not, once you've done a few, you kind of go, oh, whatever, I don't actually care anymore. In that that's, sense that it's like, I just, I'm going to do my job, which is well, go and audition and well, walk back yeah, out. The other advice would be don't care. Yeah. Just don't care. Mm. Care enough to do your work. Yeah, do your prep. Do your prep. Yeah. But if you care too much in the audition, it, it shows. And yeah. I need this money. My, my yeah, kids exactly. are going to start. Don't start my spending kids are gonna, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't. Don't yeah. start spending it. The less you care, like back when my towards the end of my acting days, I'd, I'd get most of the gigs I went for because I just didn't give a shit. And that's that's the way to get them. Just don't care. But yeah, the other yeah, having having, um, having like having someone come into the room and then having them say that they haven't read the script and they've been sitting next to it for twenty minutes. Mm. That one that does my head a bit. Like Do you that. say anything? Or just go, oh, really? I just go, oh, really? Take one, see ya. Do you, have, do you have that moment where like, people would walk in and you just go, no. Like, I just know right now. Like, I'm going to get you to do the yes. stuff, but I know you're not right. Yes. So is that, is that a difference between, like, so their marketing stuff, like their headshots and stuff, haven't lined up with what's walked in the room? Yes. Is that what it is? That's, that's often the case. Because that's a big thing, isn't it? Like, your headshot needs to look like you. Or it's just got to look like you. Yeah. yeah. So as long as it gives you something, so I walk in yeah. and you go, oh, yeah, that's the guy I wanted to see. Now, generally, you can tell, like, on what kind of job it is. Like, if you're after, like, professional actors, the job usually has more money on it. Mm. And there's other jobs where you're after people who, you know, have Just done nothing. So. Mm. But, you know, you give everyone you give everyone the time of day because they've come in. Yeah. But, you know, you can probably tell. Within two seconds. Yeah. I, I often reckon the director's picked it by the time they open the mouths in their introduction. Yeah. As in, g'day, my yeah. name's Greg. Some people... Oh. Have, well, it's not, that, it's not that you'll get it in the introduction, but some people have lost it in the introduction. By the time they introduce their names, they're already... They're not confident enough or they're just not bubbly enough or there's something about them where there's, there's not enough of themselves in there that you can always... You know, there's not... You, even in that sort of introduction, you need to throw a hook out there to grab the director. Your, your personal branding statement kind of thing. Again. Exactly. Yeah. Hi, I'm Leon. I work. I'm a Sagittarius. I love long walks on the beach. No, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, you don't say that. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck that <laughs> jerk again. He's a Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do some pirouettes yeah. and not leave the room. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Um, so we're kind of towards the end now anyway. Yep. So we finish up with, the, I don't know if I sent this on the email, a fuck it list. Did I tell you this? A fuck it list, yes. Yeah. So it's yes. just it's just <laughs> off the top of your head. So you don't even okay. have to. Well, I didn't give it any thought, luckily. That's good. That's yeah. good. That's good. Because that's the whole idea. So I'm just going to give you a sentence, the start of a sentence and you just finish it off okay. whatever pops into mind all right and if it's in completely embarrassing i'll put it on there and then we'll do another take okay, as well so sweet. uh so the first one is fuck it i'm gonna pack up and move to queensland queensland yep why queensland because there's beaches and it's warm there's beaches here and it's warm no but i whenever we go on a beach holiday the, the best part of the beach holiday for me is waking up at really early in the morning and going for a jog on the beach i really probably wouldn't move to queensland but if I had to retire somewhere, I'd think of somewhere where I could go for a jog on the beach when I woke up in the morning. Fuck it, I just want to... Be happy? It's pretty... Just want to be... I just, I just want to be happy, happy man. I just want to be happy. He's crying now, just so... Um, yeah, there's, there's tears, I can see well, tears. I guess, you know, that's... And, yeah, that's... And for me, uh, the, what's, what's wrapped up in that is a whole, is a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, being happy at work, kids are settled. And it's funny being... What, what being a parent teaches you is... The more boring your and stable your life is, the happier your kids are. Mm, so when you're a parent like change much and you're fucking bored out of your fucking brains, your kid are going to be the happiest. <laughs> is that you what know? it is? Because they're nice and stable. Yeah. You know, nothing's, you're not throwing different things at them. Everything's running smoothly. Yeah, they like routine, don't they? They really do. See, I have no routine in my life. So they're my, they're one kids of my kids. Are miserable. <laughs> they are miserable. They are fucking just, I can see their neuroses coming up in therapy. But I think later. about that answer then, be happy. How fucking boring. 
gosh, I'll do better next time. Okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? Yeah, are you happy with your job and stuff then? Like, are you happy doing what you're doing? I'm happy. Yeah? Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. want to change anything? No, it's, everything's working at the moment. No, that's good. So it's always it's all working, you know. It's Have working. you got plans? Like, as in world domination, take over Fox Studios, as I don't know. Well, I think it's important to separate your what you do at work and what and other things which make you happy. Oh. So I'm happy enough with my job to keep on doing it. You yeah, know, churning out ads, that's totally fine. So you're happy to do that up until you retire? <clears throat> probably not, but I'll probably. But, everyone, but who knows what shows but up? The thing about it is, it's all work. Yeah. You know? So whether or not you're going to be you know, it's going to feel the same doing this as doing something else because you're still going to be working. Yeah. So it's good to have other stuff in your life which you like doing, whether it be, you know, exercise or, you know, I started on playing the a guitar about five years ago. Oh, awesome. So in typical, you know, um, I guess middle-aged fashion, you, you start collecting things even though you shit out. So you're collecting you know, guitars? Collect, is that... well, slowly collecting guitars. I like resonating guitars, the, the metal guitars. Oh, fuck yeah. And so I'm sort of right into that, you know, so much so that I, I designed... Do you play well? Pardon? Do you play well? Not Would really. You, no, <laughs> but it's fun. I think I play okay. Yeah. I think you can tell now that I play, but before just making a noise. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still like, so, I'm just, just like on resonating that. guitars. I love the, mm. love the whole history of them, how they were invented back in the 20s, you know, in the, in the 1920s, and, and they didn't sell very well, so they ended up in all the op shops. So all the old blues guys used these yeah. metal guitars because they they're much louder than a normal mm. guitar. Mm. And so I've gone so far as to even design my own and get that made. You've had it made? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah, I thought, why doesn't it look like this? You know, and I sort of, I spent a time trying to get it made in China and I couldn't get it made for the, you know, no one wanted to make a single guitar because I wanted to sort of potentially make a guitar and do a, you know, have a guitar production company where you, yeah, sell, wow. you sell guitars and things. Yeah. So that's my, that would be my retirement plan to Make guitars. Know, make guitars. I'm not a luthier. I have no idea how to make guitars. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not much of a woodworker either. But you know, the way I see it, it's you've got a metal body. Man, so. You get the metal body made by someone who knows how to make metal. You bolt them together, you know? Yeah, it's a businessman. You're yeah. just bringing things together. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So I, so I thought I'd better get a prototype made. So I spent about, you know, 12 months working out how to get a prototype for a guitar made, the different measurements you use, all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, wow. I got it made. And it sounds good? Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So we so yeah is is there, are you going to try and will, like yeah. pursue that further? Yeah yeah well, well sort of all it's, it's always floating around in my head you know yeah. how I'm going to get this done. So every, what I do is I sort of like most people I guess go in sort of fits and starts. So I'm in a sort of a, a phase in the moment where I just rattle things around in my head and think okay how am I going to go about doing this? How am I going to go about doing that? And I sort of plan things. Yep. And then I go right bang and I'll just do knock it. knock it off. Yeah. yeah. That's incredibly cool. So probably that's incredible. It's like a ridiculously yeah. cool job. I make so I'm still working out the steps. Once the steps yeah. are worked out, then I'll, I'll that's go awesome. and do it. I can't wait to see yeah. like shops all over the world. These, oh, these, these. Resonating <laughs> guitars aren't that, you know, popular. Not in the hey, not maybe maybe popular. you're about to change that. Maybe you're <laughs> about to change, change that. It. It's going to change the world of guitars there. Yeah. I've got to look at the microphone. Don't I? Fuck it. I actually don't like... Well, you know, it's funny. I try not to dislike many things because when you don't like something, it's 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 you carry it around and it makes you angry. <laughs> yeah, Do you know, you don't seem like a very angry. I man. guess I don't like narcissists. You know. Yep. And I think more as you go along, there's more and more of them everywhere. But I don't especially like them. in this industry. Would you say? Yeah. 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 Well, wherever they're everywhere. Mm. They're everywhere. I thought you were saying yeah, fucking this industry. My God. <laughs> Mm. Fuck it, I love my wife and my family. Yeah. You know? 
and playing my guitar. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that and sounds like friends. retirement. I love yeah. my friends. I love yeah. my life. My life's pretty good. That's good. You know, I can't complain too much. That's good. It's yeah. kind of what everyone's chasing, isn't it? Yeah. Just to be happy. Exactly. You love their life, yeah. whatever they're doing. Be creatively fulfilled, whatever yep. it is. I think that's kind of it, man. Well. Thank you so much, Leon. That go. has been incredibly helpful. No, I reckon right. there's uh, pearls of wisdom left, right, and center for actors all over the place. And just an interesting story. Yep. I'm looking forward to this guitar, though. I want to see it online at all some right. point. I'm assuming you're going to sell online because that's how everything's sold these days. Well, it depends. You know, you got to play them. Yeah, you need yeah. you need the, that cool little shop yeah. on the beach with the apartment yeah. above there that you can go and run on the beach first and, thing in the yeah. morning and then go back and sell guitars yeah. and maybe surfboards. And second-hand, second-hand you surf? surfboards. Yeah, there you go. I don't even surf. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You can sell them. Yeah. Buy someone else in to sell them. Good one. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you.